Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be free at last, free at last. Thank God almighty, we are free at last. Well, I've got an email here from a woman who spent the last several years in a really toxic and unhealthy relationship. And what's cool about it is she's finally worked up the courage to say, enough of this bullshit. I deserve better and I'm out of here. And I was inspired by it because she said what's given her confidence and hope and the strength to do this is anytime she feels bad is watching some of my videos so she stays motivated to go through with it. And she's a few days from hopping on a plane and leaving from where, from where she's living now to go back to the country that she's from and she's really excited about that. And I love stories like this because whether you're a man or a woman, doesn't matter where you are on the planet, if you've bent yourself into a pretzel trying to fit, fit into other people's box of what they think you should be, you're going to be fucking miserable. You're literally going to feel like you're living your life for other people and especially if you're trying to live your life according to other people's expectations. I mean the reality is you're going to piss people off. People are going to be disappointed. And when you say things and you come from a place of being who you really are and you try to avoid offending anyone, no matter what you do, somebody somewhere is going to get offended at the things you say or the things you do. And the best way to approach that is to just simply have no fucks to give. I mean it doesn't mean you're immune to criticism and that you don't let it bother you but the point being is you don't want to to let it bring you down and keep you in that place. In other words, you don't want to let the negative things that happen to you in your life cause you to live in a negative, pessimistic state of mind because number one, it's not healthy physically. It makes you sick. It makes you not feel good about yourself. It saps your motivation to eat right, to go to the gym, to take care of yourself, to go over the things that you really want in life and the average person eventually gets to a certain point usually in their late 40s early 50s where they just they give up and they say fuck it doc i don't want to hear about diet just give me the goddamn magic pill because they already got one foot in the grave and to me personally i think that's a fucking tragedy because it's like as i've gotten older now and, and i have all of my friends that i i grew up with and I see the majority, especially ones that have been married for a couple of decades or two and maybe they're not really that happy but they're not happy enough to the point where they're going to do anything to make changes. And obviously as somebody who cares a lot about his friends, to see my friends suffering like that or in an unhealthy relationship or just have an unhealthy outlook in themselves and they just let them go, people that I grew up with that have been some of the best friends that I've ever had, it's just – as you get older, you start to notice these things more and more and see that more and more in your life. That's why it's so critically important especially because most people, let's face it, if you're watching this video, you're a boundary breaker type of person. You more than likely are the person that's five, ten years ahead of everybody else and your friends, your family or your peer group. And in order to stay motivated and stay on that path to get to where – you want to be in life, you got to have at least a few people along the way that are kind of on that same path or that same journey. It's like what Wayne, Dr. Wayne Dyer said, it's never crowded along the extra mile. 
And that's why it's so critically important when you set out to do something or accomplish something in life that obviously you know what you want. But most importantly, you got to know why you want it because without a compelling reason why you want something, as soon as you encounter obstacles or resistance or a challenge, you just give up and you don't do anything. You just kind of go with the flow, if you will. You don't want to rock the boat. don't want to piss anybody off. I've just come to the point in my life where I've, I personally realized that no matter what you do, you're going to piss some people off. It's like one of the things that my mother – probably heard her say 10,000 times when I was growing up is that you can please some of the people some of the time but you can't please all of the people all of the time and it's so important to have people in your life that love you as you are that celebrate you with all your flaws and faults and always have a positive uplifting and encouraging word for you even when the chips are down even when it looks like the future is in doubt they always have a positive thing to say to you and you know, as I get older, I really appreciate that more. The friends that I have in my life, they're the closest ones. They're always positive. They always have a positive, uplifting thing. If I ever am talking and I'm not happy about something or it didn't work out, they always have a positive spin on it. And people like that are worth fucking gold in your life. And so when you find people like that, they're very rare. Those are the kinds of people that you want to have as lifelong friends and people that you have relationships with because life is hard enough without putting up with the kind of things that this particular woman has put up with and you know it's interesting when you think about it as an adult like how your relationship with your parents or your family like me personally my parents were very cold and very distant unaffectionate and how that affected me in a negative way was it made me very needy very insecure I tended to over pursue because I came from the place of not thinking when you don't get the love from your parents that you want, you just you can't help but think there's gotta be something wrong with me. I'm not good enough. Or when this person finds out what I'm really like, they're not gonna want anything to do with me. And to compensate for that, you fall under what I call the illusion of action. You try to do too much, and all you end up doing is chasing that person right out of your life. Or if you have a parent that doesn't have a really healthy relationship, maybe they got a drug or an alcohol problem or a mental health issue or they just don't get along with people real well and they start treating their kids kind of like their friend or their therapist and so the child kind of becomes a parent in a lot of ways and what happens when those kids grow up, if the kids grew up taking care of mom and dad or making excuses for mom and dad they tend to date and be attracted to people who they're trying to fix or they're trying to save and you'll see that in this particular woman's emails i go through it and it's really there's so much great information on psychology that you can read on the internet especially if you have found yourself falling under the same kind of patterns of behavior that i talk about in countless videos and articles over the year in the book to understand why do you think a certain way? Why do you feel a certain way? Why is it when somebody says a certain type of thing, you always react emotionally the same way? So I have a quote that I wrote on this topic and I'm going to go through this woman's email because I know there are people that are watching this that are in a similar situation. Maybe it's not a bad relationship but maybe they work for an asshole and they keep telling themselves that they don't deserve any any better and so they keep putting up with it. They keep getting passed over pr- pr- promotions. And they don't do anything about, oh, well, maybe next year or maybe in a few more months. 
And so it's really awesome when you start to take your power back for yourself. But we also notice is that when you're in relationship with people kind of like the toxic relationship she was in with this guy, they start using guilt and shame and trying to make you feel bad about what you're doing just to manipulate you. And if you don't have a supportive group of friends and family in your life that always have a have a positive, uplifting and encouraging word, it can be really hard if that all you have is toxic people in your life for the kind of people that aren't really great friends because they all will just pull you or make a tremendous effort to pull you down and keep you at their level. So the quote says, deciding to no longer live your life according to the unreasonable expectations of others is one of the smartest decisions you can make that will contribute to and enhance your overall quality of life. Sacrificing your grandest goals and dreams in hopes that it will make someone else love or treat you better is a surefire way to make yourself miserable. You can't give away what you don't already have for yourself. The purpose of all relationships is that you go there to give. If you aren't already happy being by yourself, you'll never be happy in a relationship and will find it impossible to make yourself consistently happy in a long-term relationship. When you fall in love with yourself and your life first, only then will you make a good teammate to those who you are in relationship with. Just think about it. If you don't feel happy yourself, do you th- really think you're going to feel motivated to do something nice or do something special for your significant other? Maybe if they've had a difficult day or maybe it's their birthday or maybe it's Valentine's Day. You can do it for a while and as I've talked about in many videos, you can go for about six months but once the infatuation wears off, that newness wears off and you start to realize despite as how amazing this person is in your life, if you're just simply not happy with yourself and your life, You'll do things consciously and unconsciously to sabotage that relationship. So let's go through her email. She says, Hi, Corey. As I packed my bags this week, I had your playlist on YouTube playing. The things that stood out to me are these. People bring up the point that you say, read my book three times. It's kind of the same with your videos as you drone on, LOL. There are aspects of enlightenment that reached me in this difficult week. Well, it's like the great Vince Lombardi said. He was was Green Bay Packers head coach back in the 1960s and the the NFL Super Bowl trophy is named after him. He said, coaching is teaching. And as a coach, my job is to teach fundamentals. And so when I read an email from somebody or I'm talking to them on the phone, and especially somebody that's been following me for a year or two and they barely cracked the book once or twice, I'm going to go right back to the fundamentals. If somebody tells me something that they're doing or saying and they say they've – like I had an email I answered for a guy today. And he said he'd read the book like close to 15 times already. But when I was looking at the actions that he was doing, he might have read the book but he was doing the opposite. He modified his behavior a little bit but not very much. And As a coach, it, those things to me are really obvious. But to the person that's in the situation, especially when it's an emotionally painful situation or they're fearful that they're going to lose somebody, it's like they they can't see what they're doing and that's what a good coach does whether it's a good football coach or basketball coach or baseball coach, peak performance coach, life coach, whatever it happens to be. 
because we're not in the situation emotionally and when we know fundamentals, it's easy for us to look and point out things that they're doing right versus things that they're doing wrong. I replayed several videos several times and heard specific things when I acknowledged it and was ready for the next level, so to speak. Haha, <laughs> I'm an ex-gamer. I find myself dwelling or feeling guilty and then I replay your videos to feel better. This gives me strength to continue and not to reminisce about the good times and continue my quest, again, ex-gamer, to crawl out of my deep, deep hole and go my own way. Well, the key is any area of your life, you want to see things as they are. Not better than they are, which a lot of us tend to do, or worse than they are, which also a lot of us tend to do. But the idea is like me personally, I'm a realist and I look at things as they are in the way they are. I'm not here to blow sunshine up anybody's ass because it doesn't serve them. Not everything or every problem pertains to everybody, but you would have to be a bloody magician to organize your wisdom in such a specific way. And your timeline, I guess I'm you on the sofa scenario. Well, I've gone through several periods in my life where I've been on the sofa, so to speak, like even after I made the decision to end my marriage. And this was back in 97. I, mean, I slept on my buddy's in one of his guest rooms and the only furniture that was in his house was like in his living room and his master suite and the rest of the rooms were pretty much empty. So there was no furniture in this room. I had a four-inch foam mattress about that thick with a sheet on it and that's what I slept on. And since there were no dressers, whatever didn't get hung up was in piles on the floor and I lived there for a year, year and a half and I fucking loved it. I felt so free. I felt so glad that I finally grew a set of balls and got out of a relationship that I shouldn't have been in at that point in my life at all. But you know, it's like we all have these things that we go through in life, and those things, those challenges, are what make us stronger. Those things give us the inner strength. And those are some of the best times of my life sleeping on that four-inch foam mattress. And I, you know, it's like I even did things like that in in my twenties. I remember a few years before I got married, I was living with several roommates i think there were what was there four of us five of us in a, like a four bedroom house just so we could all save money and at the time i was in the process of getting married and i was putting money away to save money for a down payment on a house that i was i was buying with my my wife to be and it's like when things aren't going well financially sometimes you got to live like a college student and i've done that on several occasions in my life and you know, at the end of the day, your revenues must exceed your expenses. And you got two choices. You either increase your income or you reduce your expenses. Because if you're always spending more than is coming in, eventually you're going to run out of money. I'm doing something that I have wanted to do my entire life and have finally given up all to do it. The problem is I did it with my ex had said, let's be friends. You can live here cheaply and we can help each other out. Even though I cried my eyes out as I had no choice at the time to do this, long story in a different country, I walked in the valley of death. Well, at 39 years old, it was not fucking fun waiting tables for nine, 10 months. It absolutely fucking sucked ass. It was a very humbling experience, 
But I did it because it was a means to an end. Now I could have gone and gotten a, a regular respectable job and worked 40 hours a week, if you will. But the cool thing about waiting tables is that it gave me the flexibility to only work a handful of days a week where it wouldn't impact my coaching business that I was building from nothing basically. It was a means to an end and because I loved what I was doing, because I knew eventually I would figure out the right way to market my business model and package up my gifts, my skills and my talents and present it to the world and to people in a way they'd say, you know what, this shit's really valuable. This really helps me out a lot. Let me buy that dude's book. Let me hire that guy. I need to talk to that guy. But when it's like I was talking about earlier, when you have a compelling reason why, you'll suffer for your business. You'll wait tables. You'll take a bullshit part-time job doing something or you'll stay in a crappy job because it's a means to an end. But for the average person, they don't have any hope. They don't have any goals. They don't really have anything that they're trying to accomplish. And on top of that, being stuck in a shitty job that they hate but they don't really have anything that they're trying to achieve. They don't have any compelling reasons why. It makes it even worse and that just really fucking saps your life force. Puts a lot of people in an early grave, unfortunately. Fifteen months later, I'm depressed. I didn't I don't smile anymore, and I have my reality crushed on a weekly basis, and I had lost hope until I found your YouTube videos. Now I have sold what little else I had, and I'm leaving the country and going home. My little inside smile is getting bigger. That is fucking awesome. Good for you. I know how it's like you get to a point in your life, whether it's a relationship or a job or a business or maybe even a city that you're living in, you're just like, you realize you just don't have the same internal enthusiasm for it anymore. It takes a lot of courage and a lot of guts to say, you know what, I'm going to go do something else. You know, I'm going to sell everything I have or I'm going to sell this business and I'm going to go do something else. I'm going to go do what I've always dreamed about doing because most people never do that. And then that when they're on their deathbed in the last few years of their life, they're regretting all the things they didn't do, they didn't attempt, and all the risks that they didn't take. And that's why I'm writing to say thank you. I will be at peace again and you have helped me hear through the little voices in my head that convince me that it's not all that bad. As we bullshit ourselves, ah, it's not that, it's not that bad. Oh, it'll get better. Oh, we can make it work. It's like, why make yourself fucking miserable? It's just not worth it. God, I hate that voice. It's just one voice though, lol. Well, if there were lots of voices going on there, maybe you got some multiple personalities and there's plenty of people that can, psychologists and therapists that can help you with that. Read only if you're bored, ha ha ha. My background is I spent four years with a pathological liar, probably a narcissist, and he's also an online porn addict. Sounds like a great combination to me. He lied to me for years about his inability to have sex, which turned out was just his way to lie about the fact that bestiality porn and heavily pierced chicks and masturbation was his thing. Yeah, I remember a buddy of mine. <laughs> remember when all those like little JPEG type things, those little animated, you know, three or four second movies came out like this, like in the late '90s when like AOL was big. I remember a buddy of mine sent me a picture of this woman giving a horse a blowjob. This horse had a full-on fucking boner and you could hear the horse going, as he blows his water, it's like such an enormous amount that it, 
the girl ends up hacking up and it was it was pretty damn fucking funny. I haven't seen it since then, but that was one of the funniest things that I had seen. The shit that people do. I, I actually also saw one. It was like around the same time of a girl having sex with a, a German shepherd. Different strokes for different folks, whatever. I only discovered this slowly through gut feelings and hacking into his computer when I faked sickness from work one day. When confronted after a year and a half, the lies started. Well, yeah, I mean, why do liars lie? Well, they don't feel like people are going to love and accept them, so they make bullshit up in order to gain love and acceptance. And somebody who's an adult at this point in their life, this dude ain't going to change. He's been this way his whole life. So I broke down those lies one by one and asked him to get Viagra, try counseling for his porn addiction, and I tried everything in the bedroom, etc., etc. Then the complex started. I'm too fat to do this, too that, too etc., etc. Oh my God. So I left. Remember, no one will ever do or say anything to you that isn't a direct reflection of how they feel about themselves in a moment. And also no one will ever do or say anything to you that you don't invite them to do. And when you, you stick around and you tolerate this shit, you're enabling that person's behavior. In other words, people tend to project what's inside in order to make themselves feel better about it. And so when you're not doing the things that he wants you to do, he starts in with, oh, you're too fat, you're too this. It's all your fault. You're never going to solve anything in a, in a relationship with somebody like that. Because when he says, oh, it's all you, then he absolves himself from any blame. That's the easy way out. That's the coward's way out. Then he started the I will kill myself stuff, crying, blah, blah, blah. As a complete idiot, I said only as friends. Well, anytime I went on a date, he would get my phone and text the guy ridiculous things. He puts me down constantly about my weight as he knows it hurts me. And generally overrules everything I say. So there is no border here with this guy and I really don't want him in my life anymore. Fucking good for you. A fucking men. And he also had a child that I helped. And I helped him with the legal documents to get from his ex after she abandoned him with us early on. So a lot of this has been in the best regard for a child that isn't mine but I felt I needed stability of any sort. I'm over that now. Yeah, I know. I'm a sap for crying men and children. So I'm moving home to my own country this Friday and I'm over the fucking moon and chopping off that chain as I leave. And so you can look at this situation and see that it's like it's taken her years to get to this point where she's just like, I'm done with this bullshit. She sold all of her stuff and she's packing her bags and she's moving on down the road and that takes a lot of fucking guts because quite frankly most people in this world will never work up the courage to do that and when this woman gets to the point where she's towards the end of her life i mean this this can start her down a path for the rest of her life always taking those risks and always going for those things that she really wants because at least that way when you're at the end of your life, you know. You know what you could and couldn't do and you went for the things. 
why have regrets? The only people that have regrets are people that never really attempt anything. And that's fucking tragic. There's way too many people in this world that live their lives that way. So I salute you. I, that's fucking awesome that you develop the courage to do that. And thanks for sharing the email because I know there are other men and women all over the world that will hear that and they'll say, you know what? If she did that, if she got out of that shitty bullshit kind of relationship, I can fucking do it. Definitely something to think about. So if you'd like to get my help personally, you can go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen and book any type of coaching that works for you. And if you haven't already gotten a copy of my audiobook yet, you can actually get the Audible version at audible.com or amazon.com totally for free with a free trial. Doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> I will talk to you soon.